Happy Brews Day Tuesday, everybody. I'm Ashley Powers. And I'm Caroline King. You're listening to Bitch Beer. We're keeping the ball rolling for International Women's Month by highlighting Jennifer Smoot, owner and head brewer of Smoothie Brewing Company. She's also a former intern at Reformation Brewing in Woodstock, Georgia, and current member of Pink Boot Society. On this day, Jennifer was brewing The Loud Peach, a 5.6% peach saison for International Women's Day. We sat down with her, Spencer Nix, CEO and co-founder, and Jessica Miller, communications director, who was also part of our marketing roundtable discussion at Red Hair back in July. We talk about Jennifer's brewing school experience, the history of Reformation, and what's to come for the brewery. So we'll start out. We'll have everybody introduce themselves, um, talk about who you are, what you do here at Reformation, and what your favorite beer is. Awesome. I'm uh, Spencer Nix. I'm CEO and co-founder of Reformation Brewery, and I mop the floors. You two answer how true that is. Yeah. It's pretty true. Um, I'm Jessica Miller. I'm the communications director, and I basically uh, hang out and do everything that Spencer doesn't do. Good answer. My name is Jennifer Smoot, and I'm a former intern here and also a little love child that just hangs around that they've adopted and allow me to do all the fun things. That's awesome. And you're also a member of Pink Boots. Yes. Yes. Pink Boots badass. So first, what brought the three of us, three of you here together today? What are you doing, Jennifer? Well, um, I decided that I wanted to take the leap into brewing full time and just follow my dreams. So I'm currently in IT, so it's a giant leap. Yeah. Um, but I decided to look for a program because most of the programs previously are ones that are either you have to go physically to that school to do it. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, when I was searching, Auburn University's grad program came up and it was completely online. It was fairly wow. new. Um, I'm only in the fourth graduating class of it. So yeah. I went, took, took the dive and I graduated last year in September. But in order to do that, I needed to find an internship. And one of my good girlfriends worked here and said, these guys will let you in. And they did. That's <laughs> awesome. Whoa. They, they let me in in the first day. I'm like messing up stuff. I'm like putting too many, you know, of one can in the package. I'm leaving another complete can out. And of course, it was the most expensive one. <laughs> Always. Um, so, you know, through that, these guys have just been the most supportive. I, I can't imagine anybody more supportive than Reformation. And um, they called me up when... Um, the opportunity came for, you know, to put together the Pink Boots brew and they asked me to create a recipe and to come and brew it and then it's going to be released on March the 8th. So I'm excited. Oh, That's why I'm here. Oh, yes. my gosh, that is so exciting. So what did you, what did you brew? So I came up with a peach saison. <gasps> um, yes. <laughs> Since Dying. International um, Women's Day is on March the 8th, mm -hmm. I thought it's March. Here, March for us means springtime. Yes, so I don't yes, need any winter issues to be coming late. <laughs> um, and so uh, I thought about that and I wanted it to be a beer that I thought more women would be really open to drinking. So I didn't want to make a hot bomb like I like. And mm. I like a lot of beers and stouts. Really wanted to go with kind of a springy beer. So I chose a Saison and then peach is just natural. I like to pay homage to Georgia as much as I can. Um, and... My slogan for Smoothie Brewing Company is drink loudly. So when we were trying to figure out the name, La Peche Fort, which is French for the loud peach, is what we landed on. 
That so, is so cool. I'm very excited. <laughs> so hyped. That's awesome. Yeah. I feel like this is, I've just been just pinching myself and being like, this isn't a thing. Like no one gets to brew their very first beer at a major brewery and then get like a release <laughs> that's not at their house or in their garage. Right. So I'm very excited about this. That's so exciting. Can't wait to try it. So speaking of a solid brewery, in the Atlanta scene, we're in Woodstock technically. Spencer, tell us how Reformation got started. Yeah, well, that's a long story. I'll try to I'll try to keep it brief, but um, it really started with uh, the other co-founder. He's a he's a pilot and he's bringing beers home from Europe. We started drinking these beers 15 years ago, and very yeast forward, full body, full flavored beers. Where we fell in love with beer, uh, but more than that, it was where our relationship uh, developed and uh, grew. Uh, drinking those beers on his front porch, solving all the world's problems. Uh, <laughs> Um, fast forward a few years, he gets bumped up to a bigger plane. He's not flying to those great European desti beer destinations anymore. So we're like, well, we should start trying to brew it ourselves. And uh, we started brewing. Um, uh, all grain from our second brew was an all grain brew. And uh, Nick's a really good brewer. He's a, he's a pilot, attention to detail processes. So he was good from day one. And uh, it was more beer than he and I needed to drink. <laughs> yep terrible and um, we started inviting some friends and family over to come join us and uh, this community and conversation started to develop around the drinking of beer and that's where we started to see this is there's more to beer than just what's in your hand and um, this uh, took off we it, it grew to the point where we had to organize it a little bit we called it brew night it happened every third Friday up at his house in North Georgia middle of nowhere and um, people would come camp out on brew night and just enjoy the, the culture that was happening. And uh, that's when we uh, said, we need to make this bigger than Nick's basement. His wife did as well. <laughs> and uh, put together a, a rudimentary business model, but it was very much values-based, vision-based. You know, this is, this is bigger than, than just the liquid. This is the, the, the community aspect. And uh, sh showed that to some investors who saw what was going on. They're like, yeah, this is, this is different. This is something we want to be a part of. Uh, they invested, and then three years later, we started Reformation Brewery, October 31st of 2013. That is awesome. Yep. That is so cool. Yep, it's also Reformation Day. Our our roots go back to the Protestant Reformation. We're a little bit geeky on this. That's cool. But, That's uh, so cool. <laughs> but uh, Luther put uh, the uh, 95 Thesis, which started the Protestant Reformation, on the Wittenberg Church door um, October 31st of 1517, and started the Reformation. And so we wanted. We were coming up with our licensing. It was coming up against that day. We're like, we've got to just do it on October 31st to to make this story even 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 better so we uh we, we brewed our first beer that day yep. that is so yep. cool that yep. is so cool and one thing so we're in downtown woodstock right now you guys are right in the center of everything and really like the breweries that are popping up all over the nation it's revitalizing these downtown areas of smaller towns how have you guys kind of like merged yourself in the culture here and brought it up in woodstock yeah yeah i mean honestly it starts back with with our values uh, we want to be real um, i'm originally from this area mm -hmm. I, I was raised here um always loved this community and and what it's given me so we wanted to give back from day one when we we launched in in this community uh, but seeing how woodstock has changed so much just in the five years we've existed it's uh it's been truly special but being a part of that growth and uh you know people see uh, a brewery in a community they, they want to be a part of it as well and so uh, when the opportunity arose for us to actually locate in the historic part of this downtown area and be part even more part of what's going on here uh, we jumped at it immediately 
That's awesome. And just for my own curiosity, the the little five pedal symbol around the R, yeah. what does that stand for? Yeah, well, it stands for a, a couple of things. If you kind of inverted hearts, it would they they make shapes of hearts that mm. are, are put together, uh, which kind of is our, our, our partners uh, all together. We're in this uh, really with our hearts um, more than more than anything. But also um, when the Protestant Reformation goes back to the history of the Reformation uh, started, uh, Protestants, to show you were in protest, you put Luther's rose on your door or somewhere, and it shows you were in protest of the of the church at that time. And uh, so we wanted to, to play homage to that and, and show we're, we're reformers still today. That's that is Super so Bowl. cool. Yeah. I'm totally geeking out right now. Well, I, was, awesome. I like when people aren't only geeky about beer, but geeky about like the image of their beer and what like the story they're putting out there. That's just, just exciting. Yeah, I, I think that's what makes this culture, this community, this industry special is everyone has a pretty unique story. Even they're you may, completely different from our own, but um, I love hearing, you know, how they got into doing this, why they're doing this. And it's usually much bigger than just the, the product. Awesome. And Jennifer's story is a great example of that. As well. Oh my gosh, absolutely. yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Um, so Jessica, when did you come into the Reformation story? Um, it's been about three years, three and a half years now. That's awesome. Um, I was a beer blogger before that and was looking to get into the industry and just kind of pretended like I knew what I was doing until someone noticed. Uh, That's everyone in there. That gets you so yeah. far. Right. I was like, I know what marketing is. I'll just do it. <laughs> I was an English teacher before that, so... Um, I taught English in Cuff County for a few years and Oof. then started a blog after being a stay-at-home mom for a year or two and got, got a little, like, stir-crazy <laughs> um, and found that the local Georgia community was really into beer. It's not something I knew anything about when mm -hmm. I started blogging, but I wanted to immediately know more because I'm kind of a geek for words. There's so many, like, unique word things attached to beer. Yeah. That was really where I started was I wanted to know all the the geeky words. That's awesome. <laughs> Are you still blogging? Uh, I'm not. I, I, since taking this on full time, shifted all my attention and focus to this job. Oh, that's awesome. Um, that away have... from your child and just straight to this job. <laughs> <laughs> I did. She's creating content every day. I am. Yes. And maybe at one point I may yeah. publish some more and sort of bring other things besides beer, <laughs> like awesome. kombucha and stuff like that. So I've been tinkering with that idea, but. So we, awesome. we, we, a lot of people we interview say, because we ask sometimes, like, if somebody's getting into beer, they want to be part of the industry, how can they get involved? And a lot of the answers are, just see it. Like, just do it. See, <laughs> see, see what they need. Yeah. What, what, what gaps yes. do they need to fill? Because you may already possess a skill that you might not see as beer-oriented that you can just jump in, and that's exactly what you did. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. That's exactly what you did. Yeah, You're absolutely. living proof of that, and you've been here for three years. That's mm -hmm. super exciting. And then we got, uh, we love talking with you at the social media roundtable at Red Hair. That was an episode, um, a few episodes ago, mm -hmm. quite a few episodes, time. Six months ago or oh something. Oh my gosh. Time goes time by. Time is happening. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, and you just gave us some amazing insight about like how social media influences and how it can help grow. Like, so since then, how has like social media and kind of like getting involved with uh, your audience, how has that kind of changed and have there been any updates or anything like Especially that? Especially because you have a new location as well yeah sure i mean uh most beer consumers use social media and so it's a tool for communicating directly to your audience and making use of that and leveraging it in a way that is true to who you are and the story you're trying to tell is super important and um, i'm glad to be having a chance to do that for reformation yeah that's awesome can yeah. we talk about your new location yeah, yeah. we're so excited <laughs> so we've only been open for a few months um we opened in september of last year we had our grand opening a month later um and it's just been gangbusters since then 
It's fantastic downtown location, lots of walkability, um, and it's also serving as our research and development facility. So we have wow. between um, 16 and 32, I think, different beers yep. on at one time. Shit. Wow. Constantly cranking out new, inspiring, innovating beer, innovative beers that we're hoping to be able to push some of that R&D out to the market this year. So 2019 is going to be pretty delicious. We're excited about Yum. it. Um, we are so excited. Oh my gosh, we can't wait. We will definitely be there awesome. <laughs> all the time. You're going to have to kick us out. <laughs> so what's everybody drinking right now? I'm drinking uh, Hop Cereal. It's a lactose uh, IPA. Uh, we're starting to, again, we get to experiment now. And this has been, you know, one of the problems of a growing brewery over the, you know, you're just, you're trying to keep up with, with the demand. Uh, but this, this facility has allowed us to reinvest in really what got us into brewing to begin with was the innovation. And uh, this is, this is our first, our really our best attempt at a uh, lactose IPA. Nice. Um, What's that beautiful thing oh, you're holding? I have a cranberry ginger purple tart sweet it's beautiful so beer that um, is making its way to the market this year. We're super excited about it, um, and it's just delicious. It's so yeah. It's gone before you realize it. Mm -hmm. It's so drinkable. Oh yeah, I slammed mine. It was delish. <laughs> <laughs> so this one is going to be wilder. It's going to be a target of seven percent alcohol, nice. and it'll be this flavor profile, this color. It's gorgeous. Coming it's soon. so beautiful. <laughs> the colors of your beers are always very vibrant. Like even which which one are you drinking? If he's drinking the hop cereal, I that's, must be drinking that's the juicy. Also, what you have? Oh, yeah. is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, love just in a smaller glass. Because it's like it's this like gorgeous like golden yellow color. It's amazing. And then I have a um, Alania. Mm -hmm. Is that how I say Alani. it? Alani. I have Alani, and I I've loved this beer forever. But it's the the rosé, mm -hmm. and it's. So good, and the, it's like this, like translucent, like sort of like pinky, like blush color. It's, yeah, it's only slightly darker than like a glass of rosé, which is mm -hmm. crazy that you guys got that color out of a beer. It's gorgeous. Yeah, I think beer. You know, we early on um, aesthetics matter um, to the experience, and you know, all senses. We wanted to engage as many senses as we could. Um, even our first bottle design. Again, going back, trying to go geeky a little bit here. We wanted to print. Um, we have dots as part of our branding, and we wanted to print those dots on the bottle. So if you put your hand in a cooler, you could actually feel a reformation um, to engage that part wow. of the experience as well. So um, amazing. That is so cool. <laughs> and not how my brain works at all. I would have yes. never thought to do that. Well, yeah. these, these but guys. always trying to push for what, what else, what other sense can we engage in the experience of drinking beer? Yeah. These That's guys awesome. inspire me a lot too. Long before they know that they did, um, I met Spencer probably five years ago, If and I know that he remembers because we've told this story, but speaking of those senses, it's not even just about the taste, it's also about the brand. Like I'm obsessed with their brand and how beautiful their cans are mm -hmm. and that are. And I was in another location where I saw one of their canvases hanging on that restaurant's wall. And that next day, that was my first day coming to Reformation. And I was like, I got to find the owner. I must have this on my wall. Mm -hmm. So he actually sold it to me at cost. <laughs> Shout out. That's awesome. And I, it's the only branding of, of beer that can be found in my house is this beautiful <laughs> canvas. And then they inspire me when I'm trying to come up with things for my branding. It's, I really want to be able to tell a story. Right. Yeah. And so I sit there and I think of, 
what is my essence? What what am I trying to look for? And that's how I try to come up with things as well, because it's much more interesting to have that story instead of just saying, I like beer and that's why I got into it. There needs to be a passion that I think comes through in your branding and your beer if you just sit there and think about it. Totally. And we're, we are in a day and age right now where consumers are very much concerned with story and where you come from. Right. And it's not just enough to make good beer. They want to support you and they want to know why they should support you above mm-hmm. other people, especially right. because money is tight for a lot of people mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And so like if I'm going to spend my money going off, I'm going to treat myself to a beer. I want it to go toward more than just good beer. I want sure. to support good people and a good story. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. I just think it's so inspiring how you're, especially your story, just like coming in here, like you're, you're brewing your beer, but also like you're just supporting people, supporting women, just following their dreams. Like, you know, like it just is such a testament to beer culture, also Atlanta specifically, because, you know, essentially another brewery is competition for you, but you're like helping this seed grow and I, I just think that's so cool I think that's really badass so much help like <laughs> all in school I'm like <laughs> I need help with this business plan how does this work and come in and you know you guys are really good about okay if we could go back and do this again these are the lessons learned that wow. we would do and then I adopt that I'm like okay I need to think about this because you have to have you have to be collaborative and you have to have people share that information because even though I went to school, that does not <laughs> that does not tell a fraction of the story and of the uh, you know the obstacles that you come up against and it's just another one after another one. So instead of trying to reinvent the wheel, you got people all around you that are willing to help. You go to those people and in the beginning, don't be afraid to ask for help or say I don't know. And people like Reformation, these guys are all about just trying to help you. Yeah, and and it helps, too, when you're dealing with lovely people like Jennifer. Uh, (laughs) I I wouldn't say we would do this for everyone, but uh, she's she's just been a great human to work with. Um, But also, you know, we... We're five years old. We're it seems young, but we're pretty old for a Georgia brewery, and we made tons of mistakes early on, um, for a lot of different reasons. But if we can, you know, help someone not make those, then then that I think it, it serves our industry well. I love it. Because <laughs> the last thing we need as an industry is is bad beer, bad experiences. It really hurts everyone when mm-hmm. when that happens. And so if we can help people avoid those mistakes, it's good for everyone. That's I awesome. think that's a lesson everyone should yeah. learn. <laughs> yeah, not just beer. Yeah. <laughs> when we put out good things and we put out good energy, it helps everybody. Yeah. Picking apart. Yep. So, what was Brew School like? What yeah. was that like? <laughs> I tell you what, it wasn't like <laughs> just drinking beers all day, <laughs> which is what everyone thinks yeah, it is. Exactly. Oh Lord, it's called <laughs> Brewing Science and Operations for a reason. It is a science. Um, because it was all online, there were a lot of videos, there were a lot of testimonials from other um, local breweries, Georgia and you know some in Alabama because that's where Auburn is. Um, and so that part was really great. It was very informative, but you know, they are really good about taking people of all sorts of education levels. I was the absolute beginner, had never brewed before, and um, they still took me and but where I tell everybody where, where it really pushes over the edge is coming to the brewery. So like, there is no way that I could be anywhere near where I am. If these guys didn't let me come into their brewery. And I think that this was even your first intern. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. So, I mean, it's great, you know, and 
Um, for me, this is all very, you know, overwhelming in a very good way. I know that there's a trailblazing going on here. When I had to write that letter to get into Auburn, you know, I wrote the whole thing and um, and I ended with the fact that I was a black woman because it's important. And in this industry, you know, there's not a lot of us. Mm -hmm. And but they need to know, like, we beer unites us all. Mm -hmm. yep. um, and the more education and outreach and um, just community that we can share, we can get everybody on board with this. And so that was another thought of the loud peach. It will just be something that I keep, you know, tweaking over and over again. And as soon as my family members can drink it and be like, we, we don't want to dump it out, then I'll know it's good. <laughs> because if, if I made it just for my family members, they would need to be like Kool-Aid and that's not good. <laughs> so, you know, there's a tweaking that's going on here because there's, you know, there's a revolution. There's, you know, in my business plan, also trying to get a piece of the market that is virtually untouched. And that is the minority drinker mm -hmm. in a city like Atlanta that's full of, you know, diversity. It is. So, never want to alienate the core group. I love the core group. I love it. That's where I got all my education from. But also, in just trying to figure out this market is becoming more um, complex. It's becoming more competitive. Just trying to figure out how to get more people in this revolution of, of, of loving this, this thing we call beer. So. Yeah, that's awesome. It is no secret, Ash and I are huge fans of the Atlanta Beer Bus, and we have some pretty exciting news. Atlanta Beer Bus loves us back and loves all of you back. We have an exclusive code for Bitch Beer listeners. BB20 will get you 20% off your ticket. And uh, where can they find their tickets, Caroline? Uh, if you go to atlantabeerbus.com, you can see the full schedule, and you can look at all the breweries you can go to. You can book either a public tour. You can do a private tour if you want to, if you've got a bachelorette party, if you've got Ooh. some girlfriends in town. If you know that you've got a family member coming in, they have early bird specials where you can book your tickets in advance for even cheaper. And, I mean, the whole thing with the beer buses, it's pretty great because you don't have to drink and drive. If you're at Second Self and you want to go to Scofflaw, hop on the bus. They make it easy. It's really fun. They have a beer nerd on the bus that'll tell you about each brewery. It's a really, really, really fun experience. And they recently added a Decatur route where you can stop at places like Wild Heaven and brew pubs like Twain's and Brick Store, which is not something yes. they were doing before. And Wrecking Bar, too. And the Porter. Go see Molly Gunn. She's the best. <laughs> <laughs> if all of that sounds incredible to you, then you should take the opportunity as a Bitch Beer listener to use code BB20 to get 20% off your tickets. And you can use the code for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And again, 20% off your ticket. You're getting money off of your ticket. It's already pretty cheap to get on this bus considering how many places you can go. So if this weekend you're thinking you'd like to have a couple beers, or if you'd like to drink half of Atlanta, use code BB20 at AtlantaBeerBus.com. I'm like about to cry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a moment period, sorry. It's like everything's making me cry. I like saw like the one of those board games and I was like, I played that with my sister one day. <laughs> I just talked to her five minutes ago. I'm fine. Like, sorry. So I was, I was reading, so inspiring. I was reading on your website, um, breaking down like your, I mean, I don't know if morals is probably not the right word. Values. Val yeah. Values is the perfect word. <laughs> First of all, all all of the organizations and charities that you support, and then how specific you got about, like, we, we want this to be a space where 
Every, all of all of the shit gets left at the door, and we can all have a civil discussion. Nobody jumps to conclusions. Yeah, we want we want to represent the the balance between the extremes. I think is what you said. Mm-hmm. And just like that stuck with me so well because I'm like that's that's the voice that we need in the climate today. Yeah, taking beer out of it entirely. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, and I think beer historically has served as the I guess the medium for those conversations to happen. Um, and really we are, we're all in a story. We have individual stories, we have cultural stories. Um, and you know, the value I personally get out of the brewery is playing a part, a chapter, a paragraph, a sentence in somebody else's story like Jennifer's. Um, you know, that to me is better than a, you know, a hundred percent return this year it's the fact we got to play a part in someone's story or someone's day even you know after a hard day they come in here they need a beer and uh to be a part of that story is is valuable that you can't put you know it doesn't show up on a spreadsheet uh but it has enormous value and i mean they really walk that walk you know it's important as a human don't talk to me about what you're doing if you're not walking it Mm -hmm. right um and these guys do that so you know, even at my graduation, which was on the same day as as their um, as their opening, they were there. You know, wow. they called me up and said, "Hey, is are you still graduating on this day?" And the next thing you know, drove all the way down to Opelika and was at my graduation. That means everything. You know, that's that just stuff that you can't plan, you can't buy. That's just a real life mutual respect and love that we have to just help each other and so you know and in doing that (laughs) you guys have some employees that are just waiting namely and my dad and my uncle (laughs) my uncle's like when are when are they gonna call me are my business cards ready (laughs) because but that's the beautiful education of it is now my family's like okay when can we go to the brew when can we go to reformation when can we get a tour these are things they would never even say before it was never in their vernacular and they're just wanting to be supportive of me. And so they just all want to come out and support as much as possible. So it's it's important. And these guys are awesome. Can't sing enough praises of Reformation. That is so cool. Gosh, that's so... Just, just walking into the building today, like just driving up, seeing downtown Woodstock, walking in, the energy is just so welcoming. I mean, there's like so much natural light. It's so cool. It just feels like a place where you can just sit down, with anybody and just have a good time. Like, even if you don't know anybody, you can just come in and you'll find somebody to talk mm-hmm. to. It's it's yeah. so cool. Yeah, and, and this originally was what we were doing in, in Nick's basement. Uh, was you know having this kind of environment the conversations around the beer like we're having today. And, you know, it took us really four years to be able to launch this. and through a lot of different law changes. The, the, the laws had to be changed to even make this possible, mm-hmm. but they were made this possible. And we're really getting back to, to really why we started in the first place. Um, yeah, we've made a lot of beer in those five years, but to get back to this community and th- these conversations and to develop the culture around the beer, it's, it's why we exist. That's awesome. Um, and then one thing that we always kind of talk about is you know, there's a lot of people who think that they're not beer people. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people who are like, no, I like whiskey. I'm like, no, I'm a wine person. <laughs> Especially women. Women are very yes. much like, no, I like my boxed wine, which I love boxed wine as well. But, yeah, no uh, knock on boxed wine. Uh, boxed wine is great. Boda Box. Not <laughs> boxed wine is a good time. I'm pretty sure <laughs> it I have has a, its time and place. I have a, I have a Boda Box Absolutely. on my nightstand right now. That is not a lie. <laughs> so people who think that they're not beer people. Um, if say a friend drags them here or say like, you know, they're like, whatever, like fine, I'll come to the brewery. What do you recommend? 
Like, what's your way to kind of like branch them into trying something here? Uh, well, you know, I think that beer is for everyone. Not mm. all beers are for everyone, but everyone has a beer. I think that for sure. they'll find approachable, enjoy, and want to have another one up. And it's really just an opportunity when you go to a brewery to sample, you know, and to find that flavor that you like mm -hmm. and or to have something that's different. You know, we do offer non-alcoholic options. We do have coffee. And not everyone needs to have alcohol to participate in the community yeah. of craft beer. There's designated drivers. There's lots mm -hmm. of reasons why people don't drink. Um, but I do think that one of the things that you'll notice about our portfolio, our lineup, our draft selection is that there are a really broad range of styles and flavors and experiences that you can have where really there is something almost everyone who wants to can enjoy. Um, and I, I'm really proud of that to be able to invite pretty much anyone, you know, my in-laws or my neighbors or my, my beer geek friends or whoever, mm -hmm. and there's something that I can pour for every person in my life right at this minute that I know 100% they would enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of times the conversation just starts with, you know, what do you typically like to drink? And if it's a Boda wine box, we say, well, this has some characteristics of the <laughs> Boda wine box and try this. They're like, yes, it does. Give me one. And then, and then that opens the really the door for them to start exploring. Um, my dad's a great example. He drank nothing but American domestic lagers and said, you know, craft beers, nothing but for hipsters. And he, he's not a hipster. So I, <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, slowly, you know, worked on him, started him with a Hattie, he, he, which is our Belgian wide. He said, yeah, it's all right. And then, and then he, you know, he, he said, well, let me try something else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, my own dad. Um, that's another podcast. Yeah. And then he got into Jude, which is, he's like, I can only drink one of them. And I'm on my ass. And I was like, well, maybe you should go to Cadence, kind of in the middle. And now Cadence is his go-to beer. He, yeah. he, you know, he drinks it by the case, shares it with his friends. They're all boomers. And, you know, that's awesome. yeah, he started out as an American domestic drink. What part of yeah. your childhood did that validate for you? <laughs> all of it. Another round, yeah. please. We're getting to the daddy issues. That's right. That's right. I, always, table full of them. I always... What I call that is a gateway beer mm -hmm. um, because I had many gateway beers because I used to not even drink beer. I grew up in a home with no alcohol whatsoever, also in a home where there was no sneaking of the alcohol for fear of immediate Death. destruction. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so and then I didn't go to college at the same time everyone else did. And so I was like 25 before I started drinking beer and the first beer was like a 12.9 percent bomber oh shit girl yeah i went hard um <laughs> but you know it, i had all of these gate beers along the gateway beers along the way i started with cider i drank 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 and i finally moved to like you know a belgian wit moved moved and then and, and it happens because i tell everybody when you started drinking beer and especially what most people started drinking with what they were throwing beer pong with and <laughs> playing flip cup with and all right. these things yeah. don't act like that was good it wasn't good your palate acclimated right your palate will acclimate to anything you just have to give it a chance and be willing and open to try it so as long as people are willing to do that they're going to find themselves a gateway beer and it's important to have this type of selection in order for people to be able to do that. And I really do think that they do a great job of having something for everyone. Yeah. yeah. And you've also, you've given me a fantastic idea. I never thought about taking a style of beer and just trying as many 
trying as many of that style as you can. It was water, by the way, just so you know. Not beer. I'm not sloppy. And not someone dying. It's fine. <laughs> For people who can't see what happens. But just like, okay, I'm going to start at ciders, and I'm going to try all the ciders that I can, learn about ciders, learn what I like, what I don't, but at least... I un have an understanding of it, even if I don't like aspects of it, and then hopping to like a style. I've mm -hmm. never thought about doing that before. And That's I how I got I here. To do it. I just awesome. remember being like IPAs, yeah. why? And you know, it, every single style I've gotten to and conquered it and loved it. And you just have to have the passion to want to try different things. Is yeah. that's all you need is a spirit of adventure, and yeah. you will get there. I think on any style of good beer. There's also like this mental block that people have, I think, where they think beer is a certain kind of thing. And because they have that belief about what beer is, that that prevents them from exploring beer, which is so diverse and rich in flavors mm. and styles. You know, that was definitely my experience. I, mm. I did not participate in beer prior to being a wine. I was a wine drinker mm -hmm. um, and did the whole Georgia wine highway thing um, many times before coming to Georgia beer because I, I thought beer was a particular thing. And so I think every day when someone, you know, walks into a bar or walks into our brewery or sees, you know, Georgia beer on top somewhere, it's an opportunity for them to sort of reform their to set beer free. That's it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Damn y'all are good. All yeah. the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's like that's that's good marketing. Yeah. <laughs> so because of this new location, it's given you guys an opportunity to try a shit ton of stuff. And it kind of mm -hmm. seemed like overnight because you had your cores right. and now looking at the tap list, you have like now there's nuances. Now you're playing right. with the styles. So what do you guys got on tap coming up right now? Uh, Nolan, uh, which is our wandering uh, IPA, it's a rotating series, is coming out with a new adventure release um, in a couple of weeks here, yep, yep. Um, targeting first week of March. So it'll be a Golden Promise IPA, which has um, a lot of cashmere dry hop. It's really Ooh. rich in heritage malts. Those Golden Promise malts give it that sweet, hazy, um, super mango forward kind of flavor. Yeah, the, gold, oh, the Golden Promise gosh. is actually a, an heirloom malt, which is really, really cool. It's a, a, you know, like heirloom tomatoes, they've been around yeah. forever. This is a, a malt in this beer, and to me, it just sets it apart. Mm -hmm. wow. And uh, the cranberry ginger that we have been playing with in here is going to be a release this year, and then we also have a couple of surprises that are still in the works. But Ooh. usually if you come here, you can kind of tell which directions we're headed in, because you'll mm -hmm. see it come back again in a new iteration. So it's fun to, to sort of, like, set those hints out there, see what people like, and... You know, what are they going Instagram crazy over? Yeah, <laughs> right. And y'all's beer is so pretty, too. That's another thing I was going to say. It is, like, I, I already have said it twice, probably. But, like, the color of it is so nice. It's really good for, you know, Instagram and, you know, just, yeah, uh, yeah it's really pretty to take pictures of it. Yeah, the restaurant industry is really keen on, like, you eat with your eyes. I think you drink yes. with your eyes, too. So, mm -hmm. the brand, you know, the, the rich photography, the good lighting, the making sure it looks as delicious as it actually tastes is super important. Yes. That's awesome. And so since you do have so much more freedom now to kind of like experiment and you have more beers that are coming up, what's kind of the thought process that you go through when you're like about to create something new that might be kind of weird or like, so how do you kind of like start that process? Uh, we are lucky that we have a really talented brewing staff and we're just giving them the freedom to play and take those risks in this plate. This space is a perfect place to do that because we get immediate consumer feedback. We can see how quickly something is moving or not moving. Um, we can check on tapped seconds, <laughs> although, you know, really it's the direct consumer feedback that we're looking for. And, and just as being in 
I don't know, a, a, how do you say it? Um, modest. <laughs> You're being modest. Um, we have a really good collaborative work team uh, that works really where, well together. So, you know, she, she's our communications director, but she gets to participate, as do, you know, the service side, um, all in the creation of the beer. So we have these conversations that happen, you know, every other week where we're talking about this is what, you know, this is what people want. This is what I'm interested in. And we get to have that conversation around the table and then begin like a brief of this is a beer that we could make and then start putting some definition to that beer before they ever start brewing it. So there's a there's buy-in from all sides that this is what we're doing together as a team and not just one person's idea. Yeah, for market direction, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, there's also like the one and done stuff that you can yeah. do in here, which has super low risk because it's such small batch. It's only a five barrel brew house. So yeah. that's awesome. That's what my beer is. <laughs> <laughs> So it's still a lot more beer, though, than we would normally be able to make. You know, we have different vessel sizes, and so the five mm. barrel is still a significant, you know, it's sort good. of thing. But it just is less than, like, say, you know, right. uh, 30 size. barrels of beer out in the market. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Do you want to do more, more fun questions? Yeah. Okay, so um, uh, first one that comes to mind. What's your guilty pleasure TV, everybody? <laughs> Uh, I know. What's a TV? I know, right? <laughs> That's an answer, too. <laughs> Man. I think I watched all of the Marie Kondo. Um, oh. Yeah, I definitely that definitely affected maybe some of our merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> the game board wall is like so beautifully oh, organized. I'm so impressed with it. So yeah, we have a fantastic uh, game partner. His name is Josh Weekly, and this is his library of games that he maintains. And there's some for rent and some for sale. And he does events and um, that's a and D awesome. night yeah. and all kinds of fun stuff. So he's he's fantastic, and this is his library, and. Um, we're so, so super grateful to have him in here because it creates great moments to just like hang out and do analog things yeah. in such a digital space. Yes, that's that we really live cool. in. Yeah. That's awesome. Game of Thrones. Oh. Dun, 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 dun. We're so so good. Cannot wait. April, where it's are coming. you? So close. Like some crazy person did a countdown like when it first went off and it was like, 532 more days. I was like, why? Why, why would so you do mean. that to people? That's <laughs> just mean. Yeah. 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 Anything. Oof, I cannot wait. Yeah, super excited. <laughs> That's awesome. What was the first beer you guys ever had? Oh, wow. Whether you're embarrassed to say it or I'm not. I'm old. Uh, first beer I ever had was a Ham's Light. It was uh, 375 <laughs> for a six pack. Wow. A Ham's? That is Ham's awesome. Light. A Ham's Light. I left off the lights. <laughs> I think mine was a Miller, a Miller High Life, possibly. Like with the lime. You stick the limes in no, there. No. My uncle was a big High Life drinker, and he was like, here, kid, drink this. Yeah. <laughs> nice. First real one, Trogue's Mad Elf. It's 12. Yep, that's the 12%. 12%. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That was your first beer? Wow, you kids are living in a spoiled yeah. age. Well, I was like, why? And, but hey, you had never just had, jumped right you in. You never had like a, like a, a fruit like lighty beer before that? I just didn't like those. Like never even had, I've never had a Zima. I mean, oh, I literally just, I just skipped all sorts of stuff. And I got, in. yeah, I was working at a bar and it was that time of year and they had it. And I was like, all right, it's, it was at that time where I didn't know better that just because it said that cherries and chocolate were in it, my palate was like, cherries and chocolate, like this, like it was going to be super forward. And of course it wasn't like that. Right. 
Yeah. Um, it's got whispers of cherry. Sam Adams' it. cherry wheat stands out as well, too. I thought this is going to be awesome. It smells amazing. It's going to be great. Not for that Not for that young girl's palate. Uh, yes. It just was not there yet. Blast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was your tongue anesthetized the first time that you drank it. You're just like, that's so much alcohol. It was like, so much alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> what would you call, what, um, so if you were stuck on a deserted island and you can only have one refrigerator full of beer, what beer would you want it to be? Probably Omani. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, and feel like I would maybe get rescued at some point. <laughs> I'd probably go with Jude, and I wouldn't uh, care yeah. if I got John, rescued. Yeah. <laughs> mad Elf, Matt. No, no way. <laughs> Even though the beer that I would get stuck with would definitely be heavier than most people's because even at the beach, like, I, I like some good stuff. Mm -hmm. So... If I had to choose it here, it would definitely be this hop cereal. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. Can you think of any more fun ones? If not, no worries. <laughs> what this else is a great chat. I know, this is, I'm just having so much fun. Anything else coming up? Anything that we missed? Because I think y'all are set to come out in March. Mm -hmm. It'll be our sixth anniversary this year. Yeah. And nice. uh, we're going to be doing Cadence Fair again, which is a big downtown Woodstock sort of moment for us. That's where we're awesome. going to have, you know, music and performers. and Local makers coming out. Yep. yep. And that'll be a big deal. It'll sort of kick off our sixth anniversary. So that'll be a fun time to come back if you're, if you're scheduling that for us. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and then we have... Um, Dogger coming back this spring. It'll be a longer run. It's our juicy lager. So Ooh. we're excited about that. It was a pretty fun brand last year. It was just like a drop in the market, but it did so well that we're bringing that one back. And oh, yeah. what else am I missing? Oh, well, we're opening our new production location nice. up in Canton, Georgia. Nice. Uh, Mill on Etowah. Just a, a mixed use redevelopment. It's the old uh, denim uh, factory up there. Uh, we're really excited to. To, to have more space, we're going into over 25,000 square feet of space, but but also where it's located in a mixed use, where there's gonna be restaurants and shopping, um, all located on the Etowah River, celebrating all the beauty that is North Georgia. We're excited about that moment. That's awesome. Super yep. awesome. Cool. Thank you guys so much. I know you gotta get back and check on that beer. That's right. you check on it. Out beach. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Come in March 8th. Come, Come back March yes. the 8th. Come sure. here. Oh <laughs> Set that beer free. <laughs> <laughs> If the Loud Peach sounds like something you want to get your hands on, Reformation informed us that as of today, they are down to their last keg, so get it while you can. Fellow ATLians, I'm sure you're just as sick as we are of not knowing what the weather will be like on any given day. Give those flip-flopping temperatures the big finger by enjoying beer and the great outdoors with the Atlanta Beer Bus. Use our code BB20 for 20% off your ticket to ride. We'll be back in two weeks with a true connoisseur, and we hope you'll join us. Cheers! Cheers.